You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. This is episode number 93. My name is Rusty. With me tonight, Greg and Andrew. Gentlemen, how are we? Good. Very well, thank you. Excellent, Andrew. We've been a month since our last podcast. Wow. It's been a while. It's mostly my fault because I've been away. But, mm. uh, gentlemen, what's been going on the last month? We've just been waiting to do another podcast, really. <laughs> yeah. Been waiting out the front door. Yep. Yeah. That explains what the weird phone calls from my wife saying there's two strange <laughs> men out there. But She kept giving us food and alcohol. So <laughs> <all right. laughs> Is that where it all went? Okay. Fair enough. So aside from just hanging out my place without me here, slightly disappointed by that, uh, go for it. What were you up to? I've actually been doing a little bit of shooting. Whoa. No. Whoa. Slow down, Slow down too, though. I know. Sorry, I know. was that Andrew or Greg? <laughs> it, it was Greg if my wife asks. <laughs> What's happening, Andrew? No, not a lot. Not a lot. Um, I finished restoring an old Lithgow Model 12. Uh, twenty-two. Yeah. And it shoots really well. So I've actually kind of been shooting rimfires a little bit. What did you do to restore it? Um, Cerakoted all the metalwork, oh, wow. stripped okay. back the stock completely, yep. um, and refinished it in you know, quite a few coats of true oil. So that's a, a bit of a drawn out process, but um, it actually, yeah, it looks really good. It came out well, and it's you know it's got a very good condition barrel. So um, you mm. know they had a reputation for shooting, mm. and it and it does. So you know, it does. It shoots sort of under half inch at fifty meters. So fantastic. Not really complaining. With a scope or open. Scope, yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, it, it's got a, you know, been drilled and tapped. Obviously, they weren't originally, but um, mm-hmm. so it's not one hundred percent original. But close enough. I've got eyes that are nearly as old as Greg's. So, <laughs> yeah. Gee, that bad. Huh? Wow. <laughs> did you get them put in at some point? Did you, Mister Magoo? <laughs> Don't worry, I've got ears that are probably worse than yours. So. <laughs> oh, good, Greg. What about you, mate? Been uh, shooting, fishing, yeah, uh, nothing. A lot, lot of hunting. Um, a lot of hunting. Yeah, a few deer. Um, oh, wow, okay. So yep. that was under thermal. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I popped them before first light. So uh, yeah, cross gully shot. So that was nice. Uh, Fantastic. And you've been really busy on the foxes uh, with lambing season. So a lot of farmers ringing in distress. Yep. So uh, midweek and weekends I've been popping them. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, again, it's, it's sort of an easy game with the... With the thermal, and you just sort of stand off to the side of the the paddock and just wait for them to rock on in, and you pop them and just wait for the next one. Well, it's pretty pretty straightforward process. I know we'll get to a shot expert at some point, but did you have a look at those uh, binos, the thermal pulse of binos yeah. that were wandering around it? Accolade binos. Yeah, accolade. Yeah, I had a little play, and uh, yeah. Yeah, different different I, style of a of spotting scope. It's set up as a spotting thermal. Yeah. Um, Wait, so what does that mean? What's the so basically, it doesn't have you know it can't be scope mounted. It's got no crosshair uh, oh, options. Sure, yeah, okay. So it's basically yeah. just a clear view. Yeah. Um, there's probably more differences, but I haven't been into that much detail. I was minutes away from coming and grabbing your credit card. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I yeah. Was you doing. wouldn't have, you wouldn't have had much luck with the one uh, with the shape it's in at the <laughs> moment, but. 
Um, is it rectangle or what? I think Greg's credit cards are actually physically too heavy probably for most people to lift. <laughs> yeah. they got that much credit on <laughs> Made them. Made out of platinum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. Unobtainium. It doesn't just have a like, platinum membership for his credit card. It's actually <laughs> made out of platinum. You know. Um, so, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. So, basically, it's like a monocular, but they've split it out. Mm. Like, mostly they're monoculars, but they've split it out into a, like, binocular style. Mm. Uh, but it's similar, but you just look through both eyes. Um, so, it's probably a little bit more comfortable viewing, I guess. it's It'll be some people's cup of tea. For yep. others, it won't be. Um, but, no, yeah, I... it's a very nice bit of kit. Very nice. Are you seeing one in the Badco future? Uh, look, I, look! I had a second thermal very near in my in Badco future, but <laughs> then I got invited on a backpack hunt to the high country in September, <laughs> and all that money has now been diverted into backpacks and and sleeping gear and bivy bags and stuff like that. So that sort of funding should come out of general expenditure for the yeah, household. Yeah, it should. Though. It should. You know, kids kids can eat bread and dripping for a while. It'll be all right. But I'm sure the government will pay them for food or something. <laughs> no, nah, it, it's probably a while off, but uh, no, it is now. I've got to get September out of the way. Yep. Um, and hopefully come back with an incredibly huge uh, Samba buck, but we'll see how that pans out. I'll be happy just to spot them on the hill to start off with. Um, mm. But yes, yeah, training for that at the moment, actually. So we're uh, starting to walk up hills with lots of weight on my back. So. Very good. Well, I've mm. been tracking process for that particular hunt over on Hunting HQ. So, a bit yeah. of a shout out to well, you and and the Rum Baron. Yeah, the Rum Baron, not the other bloke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's left-handed. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking of left-handers, how many people did you have come up to you at Shot Expo in Sydney and make left-handed comments? Yeah, actually, both in the for and against, but mostly against. Mostly against. Um, yeah, no, a good good mob of dudes came in and said g'day at uh, the shot mm. show uh, for both this podcast and the Hunting HQ. And uh, <laughs> look at him just dropping you know, just, oh, oh, you through know. all these mediums, oh, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah, no, it had a but good... that was nothing on how many people saw his YouTube channel and came up and made yeah. uh, that. That one's pretty impressive. Yeah. But uh, had a, had a really good chin wag with with uh, most of them. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see some guys have even been persuaded into buying thermals and uh, we were chatting thermal. So I, I apologise for ruining the, the width of their wallet. <laughs> um, but, yeah, top top dudes. It was good to catch up with them. Yeah. No, it was, it was good. We had a few guys out on Friday night as well uh, down at the pub there and chatting away. So, yeah, it was about 20-something of us. So mm. it was a good turnout. But you were you, know, you only flew in that night. Yeah, you know. Yeah, jetting around. Private jet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Landed on the uh, middle of the oval at the uh, the, the Rose Hill <laughs> Gardens. Harrier, was it? Yeah. yeah. Harrier yeah, jumped That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was public transport and I had to walk from the train station. But anyway, <laughs> let's not get let the truth get in the way of a good bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why would you do that? We uh, we are slightly off our initial topic, actually. Um, anyway, that seems to be fairly nice. Also, a couple of people to thank. Uh, first of all, Pirate Life who have donated us some beer. Mm. Uh, it's not bad. We're drinking the Port Admiral Hotel Port Local Lager from Pirate Life yeah. Brewing. And Very that nice. is decent. That is decent. Yeah. That, yeah. You know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. In fact, I'm nearly out, so mm. might have to be another one in my future shortly. What, another beer sponsor? I'm up for that. Well, <laughs> hey, look, I'm not. I've got two hands, you know. <laughs> I've only got one beer at the moment. I don't, I don't want to be picky. We can but pit them against each other for who can supply the most product. Well, I, 
I've heard of this bloke who's into rum. I don't mind rum. Mm, I like I, rum. I, I, yeah, do you know of any Greg who sells rum? No, I no, do. I'm not yeah. interested in selling rum. I'm interested no, in someone who could give us rum. <laughs> Actually, you know, we might have to hit him up for a precision shooting podcast <laughs> discount. Like 100%. 100%. Did I just put him on the hook for it or not? Yes, you yep. did. Oh, well, he's a baron. Barons are loaded. Yeah. So no wonder you keep company with him. Yeah, I'll let him know. One of your rich friends, I guess. Mm. Very good. Anyway, so um, yeah, if you own a beer company, um, we're happy to <laughs> drink your beer or rum or other other things. Uh but uh, also, big thanks, massive thanks to our Patreons who are, well, a few of them are watching us. G'day, Patreons. How you going? One of the benefits of being a, uh, a $2 plus Patreon is we live stream the shows we do here. Actually, that may be a benefit or a hindrance. I'm unsure. Could be both. Yeah, or either. But you, lose, you lose your powers of editing, mate. <laughs> they, they, don't have to, uh, they don't have to put up with all of the edits. <laughs> but they do have to put up with us. Uh, and, yeah, when we take breaks to uh, go and get more beers, which we mm. shall be probably doing shortly. So there's a lot going on in the shooting world. Um, lots to cover off uh, from my past month trekking around uh, but there's some event dates coming up uh, hopefully I get this podcast up soon enough the practical rimfire challenge in SA is coming up on Sunday which is the 7th of July which I can't make uh, sorry seven. oh hang on now, I've, now I think I've got this the wrong way around it might have been 8th of July I'm not going to ruin the date again like I did with the rimfire carnival so I'm going to check this <laughs> You're going to put it in the show notes? It is the 8th of July for the Practical Rimfire Challenge, not the 7th, as some idiot on a podcast said. And that's in SA at Tarnum Bend. So if you're into your rimfires, get along to that. Speaking of rimfires, that rimfire carnival that I will get the date correct on is the 28th and 29th. 29th. Stumbled over the date again. Of July in Mildura. Make sure you get along to that. The Precision Service Rifle Series. The next shoot is Sydney, the 29th of July as well. Uh, up at Hornsby Range, uh, the Practical Shooting SA Club is approved as a club. Got the approval through. Woohoo! Cool. So we should be starting to shoot in August or September. The first shoot may not be a fully open available shoot, uh, obviously because we've got a, a new range to try and get used to and understand how we work on. Uh, but the the regular shoots will kick off. Um, Soon and probably then kick into a series next year. It's probably a bit late to kick a series off this year. The next uh, PRS match, which I'm sure we'll talk about, the one in Buck and the Ignition Custom Winter Classic. The next one is the North Force Heatstroke Open up in Darwin, 17th, 19th of August, uh, which will be, I think, as of putting this podcast or recording this podcast, there is one spot left. So jump on it if it's still available and the king of two mile is currently on have you guys been tracking any of that very very loosely following mm. it um sort of follow it on facebook a little bit so no doubt by the time this podcast goes up results will be out so make sure mm. you check them out congratulations to insert name here for winning the king of two mile that was a good job well done yeah good shooting <laughs> love your work name <laughs> what else has been going on um well before we get into some of my little travels uh greg did you see we got a new review on itunes is that this one in bold that, that is that one uh we we have been very generously been given another 
review on iTunes, so it does help us in our ratings apparently where people searching for shooting podcasts may stumble across us uh, higher up the rankings or whatever. Uh, not sure there's a shooting category on iTunes. Not sure Apple will be into that, but we got another another review. So thank you to Oscar, who is from Australia, for this one. Just before Greg reads this out, I, I'm, there's no uh, actual version of how he genuinely uh, put his comment here. So You're right. It, we don't normally read that out. No, I'm just wondering whether this is a positive or a negative one. I guess Greg, <laughs> go for it. Okay, well, it's five stars. Uh, but anyway, oh, cool. this is, and from this is, for those who haven't listened, uh, this we take these reviews, we translate them through a couple of languages in Google Translate. This one's gone through Yiddish and Vietnamese. And then we spit it back into English, and Greg, tell us what we've ended up with. I program it, a series of interviews for art criticism, including hunting and gathering. It's about as random as it gets. <laughs> does that... I wonder what it really said. It'd be interesting to know what, you know. Do, does that mean... I can probably find out. Does that mean we hunt and gather art critics? Is there a bag limit? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> do you actually want to know what it said? I'm yeah, yeah, I do. Actually, curious. I'm guessing it's got to do with. No, yeah, give no us your guesses. What do you reckon it well, said? I recommend ma- it. I downloaded it. Uh, I downloaded it. A great series of interviews on hunting and gathering. It's probably probably not much different. He's <laughs> <laughs> not a, a Yiddish it's Vietnamese a man, is he? <laughs> I recommend it. The guy with the golden tonsils is a legend. <laughs> oh, God. I oh, so good. All right, here we go. Love the show. Good variety from interviews to gear reviews covering hunting and comp shooting. That's better. <laughs> in the ballpark. It's, it's, it, it certainly had the word interviews and hunting in it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So thanks, Oscar. We do like the reviews. They're, they're wonderful to receive in their raw form. And also quite amusing to read out in their less than raw form. It's great. Good on you, Google. Keep up the uh, average mediocre work. So uh, I have been on the road for a few weeks and went over to a place called Buchan. Have you gentlemen ever been to Buchan before? No, I have, I have not. not. I would highly encourage you to go there one time. It is mm. a beautiful little spot about four hours thereabouts east of Melbourne. In the highlands, or sort of, it's just those sort of areas. is it right at right at the start of the southern part of the the snowy mountains, basically, isn't it? Or the dividing yep. range somewhere it's in just that. on the edge where it starts to go up. Yeah, sort I'm, of southeast Victoria. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Very, very east. Uh, it's a long drive from here, but it's uh, just beautiful, beautiful area. And mm. there's a little range there, the SSAA's Gippsland Range, and it's a 500 metre range. And we got there, I think, on the Wednesday. And Greg and myself um, went there, and I know that Greg looked at the uh, looked at the range, and you could just he hadn't seen it before. I had the disbelief on his face as to how small the range was, mm. thinking we've got 40 something shooters coming along. Oh, in terms of lanes. How uh, is this going to work? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and it was, um, it worked all right. Mm. It worked all right. We had the, we moved the shooting line forward. So we were shooting yeah. further forward from where the, you know, sort of the covers were. Cause obviously mm. in a range like that, it's pretty bench heavy. So they've got heavy benches, funnily mm. enough bolted down or concreted in. And so we had to move forward to be able to put barricades in other bits and pieces. 
But what they did is is kept the shooting the guys who were actually shooting and running a stage away from sort of the the crew the the, the rest of the shooters, and it sort of broke up the area. See, so while there's a bit of interference of beeps and stuff, the, the arrows were able to manage that by yelling out time and mm. letting people know when they finish and such. But yeah, I think it worked all right. Um, yep. We have got a shout out to uh, Lucas and George who put us on to lay flat hose for targets. In terms of securing targets. So we've done all sorts of things with targets. We've used conveyor belts. We've used chains, um, seatbelt material, all mm. sorts of things to be able to hang targets up. And those boys for a little while had been saying lay flat hose. And the, the downside with lay, lay flat hose of, of the options, it's most expensive. But we had not a single target that was on lay flat hose fail us for the weekend. And yeah. You're talking about... Just some on the same page here, like sort of fire hose type. Yeah, stuff. fire hose. Yeah, yep. yeah right. That sort of thing. So it it and and you know it's on on farms quite commonly. It's flat and drive over and all that sort of mm. gear. But then obviously it it's sealed and and that stuff is yeah sensational. So yeah, right. those those we thank those boys for their suggestions. We had two target failures for the entire weekend, and given you know, PRS history here, is we've we've commonly had quite a few. Mm. One of them was a chain that we just didn't didn't get around to changing over prior it was you know in good nick but that failed and then just a a, a bolt failed which not much you can do about a pin or a bolt mm. um yeah well they used to use that hose for making body armor for dogs for pig hunting it's very tough right mm. okay and yeah take a beating and keep going so mm. Mm. So, so anyway, so that helped significantly. So anyone looking to set their STS targets up, uh, lay flat hose. It's good stuff, really good mm. stuff. One, one of the things we, we noticed, because, you know, like conveyor and a bunch of other stuff, um, it's it, when, when you uh, – that the weight of the target sort of continually pulls down on it, it stretches it. found yeah. that with the seatbelt. The yeah. seatbelt was good, but it would stretch it, and eventually the target would drop out the bottom. And lay flat just doesn't doesn't shift at all. So yep. yeah, we had to. I mean, we cut it with an angle grinder and drilled it to get the holes in it. It's pretty tough stuff. Oh, I thought I, you would have called it Target Hold Four Thousand and put it on a website or something for forty nine ninety five. Well, you're pretty close, mate. Target, <laughs> target Hold Five Thousand launches next week. <laughs> Target holder five thousand. When you when you said lay flat hose, I'm like, yeah, I know. I had a few jokes yeah, going around in my head. Kind of thought, where's he going with this? But. <laughs> Well, you can you can make as many jokes as you like. Your targets won't fall down, which is nice. <laughs> Just got to hit them. So yeah, that was a, that was a good event. We uh, we certainly uh, hammered the the pub. Uh, there, there was I think there was some locals in the pub complaining about the noise. <laughs> oh, really. <laughs> In terms of us, just so many people being in the pub. I'm sure the pub wasn't complaining. No, I don't no, think so. No. They weren't going to kick you out. Not until your wallet was empty. <laughs> no, so that was that was good. It's just it's a it's a beautiful little sort of real small town. So there's nice. a pub and a, yeah. you know, a little general store slash post office slash cafe mm. slash you know this and a few other bits and pieces. But so everyone's at the the, the pub at night and and yeah. it really made a real central. Um, community, which is which is yeah, really good. Awesome. So uh, no doubt we shall be back there, uh, which will be wonderful. So we stayed with a guy who was the ex-president of the club. He'd actually mm. just stepped down only weeks before due to health challenges. Mm-hmm. But he and his uh, wife put us up uh, in their house, which was one, it was warm because over there it wasn't. Yeah. And two, the food 
was incredible. Mm. Uh, all sorts. We've just had meals and meals and meals and whiskey. Uh, we yeah, had right. a few whiskeys to try. Oh, full whiskey. tummy and oh, then with the whiskey exactly. game on. The house was probably actually quite cold. But <laughs> <Yeah. the day. laughs> Wouldn't know. He was numb. He was Couldn't, numb. Completely yeah. numb. And, and we had fortified Shiraz, oh. which was it's interesting. really good. I don't think I've ever... Never had it? No. Yeah, got a yeah. bottle at home maybe for you. Right. Bring it next podcast. Oh, yeah, that that'll get me talking. Woo. Woo. There we are. So that was uh, quite an experience. So a big thanks to Julian and Julie for having us there. And then uh, ventured up the coast, stayed with uh, Greg Small for a little while, who basically harassed me about caliber choice for the entire week. And <laughs> and then headed down to shot to Sydney for Shot Expo, which was pretty good fun. Pretty good mm. fun show. How do you enjoy it, Greg? No, it's pretty flat out, actually. Yeah, you've um, been to quite a few of them. Yeah, been to quite a few of them and... You know, it's uh, you don't really get much time when you're in a stall to go around and have a look around. I did, I did get a, a you know an hour each day to have a bit of a look around. And yeah, well, oh, you. there's plenty of stuff I wanted to buy. Um, <laughs> but most importantly, of course, um, because I'm buying one. How did the Tika Rimfire look? It was pretty, uh, pretty sexy actually. Yeah, um, that's a really good point. I went for a wander with uh, uh, Sean from STS, and he's eyeing them off. Boy, everyone's eyeing them off at the moment. <laughs> And we went and got hands on and got the rundown from the the Tika dude. Yep. And uh, yes, it's a real nice looking rimfire. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. So it's nice to get some hands on. It's very smooth, typical smooth action and mm-hmm. of of a Tika. And uh, yes, yeah. you, you would you would uh, can't wait to see how they shoot. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't get to look at anything um, apart from well, outside of our hole, we're in this other. The, the new hall for yep. the weekend, which provided its own challenges initially, but mm. ended up being pretty good. Yeah, I did get to play with the Lithgow 105 a little bit. Yep. And uh, those those binos we mentioned. And I yeah. honestly don't think I saw much else from aside from that. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, they, I did. I did between the PRS because uh, we had one on the prize table, and then at the show as well, the Manil actions from oh, Ignition. Okay. Yep. Got to spend a little bit of time with that, which I'm sure will rear its uh, self later in the show. It's the first time that show's felt really big. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you had the same feeling. Yeah, it, it, just, it, it was much bigger than because I hadn't been to that one for a couple of years. Yeah, I hasn't been on for a couple of years. That's probably oh, why. Well, that's uh, <laughs> that's a fairly big indicator why. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, you know, it's it's expanded the whole extra pavilion, which was uh, mm. pretty cool. But um, just, it just felt big. Yeah, just, yeah, I big spread why. out. Like it was, a, it was out. a big walk to go down to the far end yeah. of the the third pavilion from the top pavilion. You know, it's a long walk through lots of stalls. Well, so. I never got I never got down the other one. How many stalls was it all up again? It was like three hundred and something, wasn't it? Sure, it's pretty huge. Yep. Yeah, I'll go with that. Trust me. What did you make? How many was it, Andrew? I made it up at 307, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't there. Yeah, I have no straight. idea. But <laughs> it was lots. And it's good to see. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, It was good. We got to hang out with Cameron Hatcher from Hatcher Rolf of Stocks. If you yes. timber stocks, he is the man to see. You said yeah. you've seen some of his stuff. It looks yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. And Blake can mm, snore, though. Yeah, I was going to say, you <laughs> just stole the words. He can snore like a champion. Much but, like a couple of other gentlemen in this room. He doesn't care because he's asleep. <laughs> the bugger. Well, I, I shared a room with him on the Sunday night, <laughs> and uh, I was trying to have a really good sleep so I get a good, you know, a bit of a drive yeah. back. And I think he blurted in about midnight. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, here we go. And uh, anyway, he went to bed and, and I woke up about quarter to four. I really mm. hope he, he hears this because I haven't told him this yet. <laughs> about quarter to four and he was snoring his head off and I woke up to it. I'm like, oh, okay. So I tried to go back to sleep for the next 20 minutes and then decided it was a lost cause. So I just got up, had a shower and started driving back to Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically pushed you out of Victoria. He kicked me out of the room without actually doing anything consciously. <laughs> <laughs> so mm. it was, uh, yeah. Just uh, quickly, because I just see on the notes here mm. a mention of uh, Porter Machine Works. Hey, yeah. Um, now, I, I have actually been in, in touch with Ian a little bit um, some time ago, reference uh, some of his rings. You're pulling something out here for me to look at. Oh my god! I am not so right have now. A, have a little look at these rings, gents. These what are, are. What are you pulling? So, so Ian, <laughs> rings, yeah. rings. Oh. Ian was on the stand uh, with me uh, at Scoped Out and Projector Warehouse on the Saturday, and I asked him to come join us on the stand. One, because we probably needed some help, and also two, because we wanted to promote these things. And now I've, I've put them into your hands, guys. Have a little look. What do you reckon, Andrew? You've obviously got a machining history. Yeah, they look good. The, the only trouble is the hole through the middle of them is two millimetres too small for what I need. <laughs> yeah. So can you send another set straight away? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a hint, like 36 millimetres. 36 millimetres yeah. is what we need. Gotcha. <laughs> no, they look very well made. Um, we, we like it when Australian companies making stuff and when it's made and you don't buy it because it's Australian, you buy it because it's good. It's well made. And it's yeah. also Australian. And, and I really like what Ian's doing with these. So um, first of our, no, second of our plugs, because we already plugged Pirate Life. Second of our plugs for this episode, uh, there is a 10% special off these rings. The retail is 190 for the 30s and 220 for the 34s. And trust me, they are, they are good. There'll be photos somewhere. I'm sure you can find them. Uh, and there's 10% off at Scoped Out for listeners of the podcast if you use the code PORTER, P-O-R-T-E-R, at scopedout.com.au, and you will save yourself 10% off those rings. So it's 22 bucks off the 34 mils and $19 off the other ones. So, yeah, various heights and bits and pieces. Very nice. So mm. just if, if Ian is listening, uh, 36 millimetres would be good. <laughs> and maybe a uni mount too. Uni mount would be wonderful, Ian. In 36 millimetres. <laughs> That's right. Ian. 36 Ed. millimetres. Always wanting. 34, uni mount. C- come and go. That's it. Any, any mounts you need, Greg? <laughs> oh. No, I'm right. You'll be chasing no. a mount in September, won't you? Yes. A 36-inch <laughs> yes. Samba. So Ian, I'm if you could hook that up as well. Yeah. I'm worried about using the word mount in that conversation. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'll chase one around anyway. Mounted well, you've got can. the rifle for it now. Mm, mm. Yeah, so there was a rifle transaction. Uh, no, not transaction. We had a little look at a rifle that you're going to be using over in uh, over in Victoria, potentially. Yes. What, what is that, mate? I'll let Andrew describe it. It's a gun. Um, no, 375 WSM. So the short mag case necked up. So, um, rifle I built some years ago. Yep. And, uh, well, Greg was lacking in a suitable artillery piece for that occasion. <laughs> so, I thought this one might do the job. It will. Yeah. I think it will. Yeah. The thing is, if you see a, a samba f- behind a few trees, you'll be fine as well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just 
straight through. Because Andrew, you built one of these for someone else, didn't you? Same, yeah. Same caliber, same sort of setup. Yeah. And what was the comment they made? I, I can't really repeat it on air. <laughs> well, um, give it a go anyway. We can always beep it out and just leave it for our Patreon supporters. Okay, how do I do this? You say the words that he says. Okay, it uh, it is the only... <laughs> <laughs> How did he get to that conclusion? Well, <laughs> it was just after he shot like a 150 kilo boar pretty much up the clacker up, up the, as yeah. I was running away. And up I've never seen mark. anything get sacked so quickly. I mean, his legs went out and it just died. <laughs> That's that what we got with you, Greg. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty much what came out of his mouth spontaneously, which is, I don't know, maybe a little of concern, but yeah. But yeah. so, no, I think that that rifle will do, should do pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. 270 grain spears. Yeah. About 2,550 yes. feet a second. That's going to stop them. <laughs> do absolutely. Oh, good. Speaking of uh, Australian stuff, also, I uh, don't know if people are aware, Lithgow put out a recoil. 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 Recoil for their uh, LA 102 in 223. Uh, something about the barrel potentially having cracks develop. As I mean, they've got to, they've got to put it out and tow all the the corporate line and do what they'd have to do. I'm su- suspecting it's a usual corporate sort of thing, and they mm. just they the, there's that tiniest percentage. Yeah. yeah, and it is definitely worth pointing out the only rifles affected were the you know specifically two two threes. Everything mm. else was fine. So. Absolutely, we just had a comment from Patreon saying the 375 Texas ain't a warrior. <laughs> well, might have to give this thing a nickname. If you have a look on the side of the barrel on that rifle, Greg, it is actually engraved with TFR, which is Tactical Fisting Rifle. So. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to be called The Fist. <laughs> That's totally the episode name. <laughs> the Fist of Fury. Oh, good. Well done, well done, Tom, for your uh, suggestion there as well. Um, yeah, so guys, if you do have a, two, a Lithgow 223, um, uh, get in touch with Lithgow and get it back to them and get them to check it out and do whatever they need to do to it so they can continue on using it on your merry way. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Elvis is, uh, is here. Yes. Didn't didn't realise Greg was an impersonator. He's not impersonating. <laughs> I say nothing. Yeah, no, I better move on for that. We are giving away copies of Rodney Mays's book, Impact. Impact. Uh, that's, well, there is Greg's entry. Yeah. There right. is Greg's winner. entry. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's all right. So, guys, you can check it out in the show notes. There is a link to grabbing it on Amazon, either in the physical form or in an ebook, um, Or coming soon, Greg's audio book version of, the <laughs> <laughs> of it. Um before or after a bottle of bourbon? <laughs> during. <laughs> during. Not, not sure what the author of the book might think about that. But. <laughs> the the bootleg audio version of the book Impact uh, by one, one Sir Badgo. I did actually point out, I think a while ago, I, I was using this as a bedtime storybook for my children for a while too. <laughs> because I saw, it, I hasn't had it sitting around for a while while I was reading through it. And of course, kids being kids got interested and, they actually were listening. Yeah. Yep. Believe it or not. Like particularly the older one. He he was asking questions about wow, I better actually wow. read this. You are listening. You've got the cogs kicking over. Okay. Mm. So Good. it's a it's a book for all ages. Absolutely. From three years old up to 
three. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I can't. That's no, I'm too old. Yeah. Can't count that high. Uh, so, what you need to do to enter to win a one, win a one, win a one, going well with English tonight. What you need to do doing real well yeah, with English you're, tonight. You're not doing real well, actually. Sam. Oh, that's oh, right. That's how it works. <laughs> to win one of these audio books, I mean, one of the actual books is send us a video or audio file of you yelling impact, the word impact, which Andrew will demonstrate now. Impact. Like that, but better. And uh, we have had a couple of entries. I was going to record some stuff, and I did have some guys come up and say impact to me at the oh, did Shot they? Expo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the, uh, they left before I got the recorder out. Oh. So uh, we shall so do it, guys. And, and one of the guys sent us some video of him at a match spotting and calling it out. So even if you're just out in the paddock calling it for a mate, to just do it. That's uh, probably a really good way of doing it. Or if you're at a club and you're dancing away um, at an Irish pub with a midget, wh- whatever's happening, uh, make sure you grab your video camera out and yell impact while you're doing so. That comment was aimed at you, Mark Forrest. True stories. <laughs> so send us a... Send us you yelling impact as best you can and the best effort or the effort or with someone who actually bothers will win that one. And you may even tell you what, if it's really good, Greg will do a chapter as an audio book for you. I will. And send it to you. I will. It'll after, be the after a bottle of 101 turkey. I, actually, do, I do start to slur after half a bottle. <laughs> So it might not work real well, but I'll give it a crack. Well, they've got the book. They can read along. Could be a laugh. Is that what Patreon members get? (laughs) I might even involve myself with that one. Actually, I'll be up for that. Let's do an audio book reading, three-part audio book reading over a bottle of bourbon. Each. Patreon. Patreon, look out for this. It's coming. Do I get my glasses or not? Do I have to struggle? (laughs) I think in the interest, you'll be struggling enough. So in the interest of everyone's benefit, bring your glasses and we shall do a... a Just make it up as you go if you can't read it. (laughs) And then just if you ever need to, just yell impact from time to time. <laughs> and it's like, you know, the rappers who just yell their own name out. We just yell the name of the book out. Maybe yell book. impact every time you have a drink. It's the way you know to turn the page when you're reading along. When oh, you're <laughs> yeah, you're onto something now. <laughs> All right. So get onto that. Impact us away. Uh, Tom from on Patreon has edited his comment. He said it's the three seven five Texas Heartshot Warrior. Definitely the Texas Ana Warrior is a much better name. So we're gonna we're gonna run with that. <laughs> Sounds tough. You have to rename that rifle. <laughs> Cartridge follow up is our next one on the list. Um, I have had a few other suggestions after. Um, somehow deciding on the 6.5 Creedmoor in the last episode. I've had all sorts of stuff and uh, very, uh, on the whole, people have kind of given me other options and suggestions and a few reasons why, but not anything with enough sort of persuasion to, to say, okay, well, I'll, I'll change it over uh, to there. I mean, I, one of the other things that perhaps didn't get mentioned in one of those episodes, I happen to have 6.5 Creedmoor dyes already, um, which I guess helps. In terms of a cost thing, so it's mm. got over, you know, they're only you know, 150 bucks or something, but that's just another thing that I already have that I would have to replace if need be. So, yeah, I mean, like we've discussed in the previous episode, I, I'm not a particularly big fan of it just because everybody raves about it and loves it so much, but the actual, you know, what it does as a cartridge for what you want to do, there's probably not too many options or well, none that I can think of that would do it better. Mm. You know, there are probably others that would, would sort of be 
around that level performance-wise, but mm. then they've got the detractors of brass availability and so on and so forth. For and, sure. Yeah, mm. are they going to be around in the future? And mm. So... So uh, I mentioned that Greg Small, I'd been hanging out with him for that week, obviously with PRS, uh, his involvement there, and then uh, helping out at Shot Expo. Also, he has been on a 2 to 3 campaign with me for the entire time, trying to convince me that 2 to 3 is the way to go. Uh, brings up some valid points. Um, none useful. No, uh, it brings up some <laughs> points. <laughs> brings up some points, for a couple of things with the 2 to 3s. And, and it's all based around the framework of um, the matches in Australia at the moment are really limited to about the five 600-metre mark. Mm. And with that in mind, punching an 88-grainer from Hornady mm. is – or perhaps a 95-grainer that's coming out from Sierra. Mm -hmm. uh, the the benefits are, yeah, in terms of reduced recoil, barrel life and um, – Price, et cetera, et cetera, have he's sent all, all these charts, which just look like skyscrapers to me, but anyway, all these charts with details on them uh, about why 2 to 3 should actually be quite appropriate for what mm -hmm. we're doing. I know one of the concerns we had was seeing the target move. An 88 grain are running reasonably well, we'll, we'll should mm. push those targets enough. Um, but well, ta target indicators are starting to come into vogue too in comps, aren't they? So that's that, that. Components True. starting to depart. It's, yeah, yeah, but I just I, I think that you know I'm I'm holding hope that that longer and longer matches will be able to happen. Yeah, yeah. And I I don't I like I'm all for running a barrel on whatever action that we end up choosing. Uh, all for running another barrel in two to three as a trainer. He might be open to using it for some comps. Mm. But I think it's it's really good that he's done this work with some of these charts. And I'll, if I remember, I'll try and put some of these into the into the. Uh, show notes because what it does show is if you were getting started in this and mm. trying to find your way because you can buy factory ammo with 88 grain um, projectiles in there from mm. Hornady. I guess it does uh, bring up a few, well, one particular point of having a barrel of sufficient twist rate to stabilise them, yep. uh, which would be probably a seven, <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh, seven twist, which I think some I, of the twenty the two two threes are coming out with that now anyway. I think the now I have to check on here because I asked him the same question, but I think he said there was an eight twist was a was a requirement. Wow. Okay, for an eighty eight. Well, that's interesting. Mm. This does bring up an interesting thing. I, we talked about it very briefly before the show, but I'm actually about to build a two two three. You are too. Um, yeah. And well, it's it's rebuild really. Um, the rifle currently is a three hundred whisper built a long time ago mm -hmm. before they became cool and then they become cool and I don't want them anymore. <laughs> um, so basically it's a... So you bought a uh, Creedmoor? No, nah, that'll, that'll, be that'll be when they're not cool anymore. <laughs> but, um, as soon as I get one, they won't be cool. So give it six months and, yeah, and you'll, be, you'll be good to go. Heaps of brass on the market and second-hand <laughs> rifles. Yep. But no, it's basically it's an old old Remington 700, like an A-series A action. It's actually really nice. Um and I will be putting it into a KRG Bravo stock, which nice. should arrive hopefully, well, probably not this week, next week. Okay. Um, and I'm going to be fitting that up with a just a 20-inch REM varmint profile barrel. Yep. Um, with the intention being that when the kids are old enough to, to get into it, um, well, I mean, they're champing at the bit, so I want to get them something that they can use that's yep. not going to hurt them and yet still capable. So. Yeah, sure. I wasn't thinking for the PRS sort of use, but... Yeah, for, for that. Just looking at the burger. 
bullet sight for 90 grain VLDs in um, 224, one in six. Yeah, one that six. would be a particularly long bullet too. Yeah, it is particularly the 90. long. I mean, Hornady, I imagine, would have a recommended yeah. twist rate listed on their side. And then under that, they've got the 82s at one in seven. But uh, I think you of all people, Greg, don't you know about twist rates and burger and getting the right yeah, barrel, I guess. they like so. to change their twist rates after you've committed to a barrel, I've found, <laughs> which is rather frustrating. You know you've just done them out of a sponsorship deal now. I did myself out of what? 3% of my BC? <laughs> <laughs> For all those comps you shoot, man. <laughs> yeah, all those. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, the 88 Graners. Uh, questions about their twist rate. We don't need another bloody Greg twist rate debacle. So, well, seek, seek further clarification before committing to spending money. Barrel gate. I'm, I'm using an eight twist on the one I'm doing, and I'm just going to have to sacri- sacrifice here. Yeah. Much like Greg did with his eight twist six mil barrel. Yeah, but you've made a conscious decision to get the you know, to, to not get the right one, Greg. Mm. Yeah. But um, speaking of the Bravo you mentioned. Yes. Have you played with one? I've looked at them. Good. Pictures oh. of them, that is. Good. <laughs> I haven't actually handled one, no. No, they they are really good. In fact, um, one of the other builds that I'm intending to do, uh, which I don't think I've mentioned yet, is a night, new night gun. New night nope, gun. Nope, haven't mentioned. No. So Greg's Greg's interest is peaked. <laughs> well, not hanging. Thermal? Um, we'll get on to that, but uh, another, oh. another, another discussion. But the a new night gun for smack and fuckers and such. And I want to run AKRG Bravo uh, on that. I've played with them, and and I think for their price, they are, you know, they're what six hundred or in that sort of between six and seven hundred, depending on the model. Yeah, yeah, and and that uh, is sensational, and they're really nice to use, and they're sort of that real hybrid between a chassis and a stock that that really suits well. So. Uh, goal is to get one of them uh, in some sort of night gun setup. Uh, that may actually happen before this other build, but I'm sure I'll talk about it before I. Well, I'll, I shall have mine on hand before the next podcast, so oh, I'll right. bring it in and we'll talk about it. Well, it's only going to be what two, three months before the next podcast, the rate we're going. So. Yeah, with your averages. You know. <laughs> You're right, I'm pretty average. Well, gents, we seem to have managed to not actually talk about any particular topic yet, and we're pretty much at, uh, at time. So we're going to roll this into a second episode. Before we go, though, uh, we do have a new sponsor. Um, are you guys partial to the odd stogie, the odd cigar from time to time? Yes, indeed. Yep. Don't mind sucking on a Cuban or two. <laughs> but what about cigars, Greg? <laughs> oh! What about cigars, mate? You don't mind a good, a good one? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because we got we got uh, the guys at Puro Trader reached out. I don't know if you guys have heard of Puro Trader. No, I hadn't, well, I hadn't well, prior, prior, prior no. to tonight. I hadn't. No, no prior to tonight. So uh, the the guys at Puro Trader are basically mad about cigars. Now I don't know if you guys are, you know, guys are mad about cigars. I'm sure some of our listeners, some of our patrons, maybe are watching. Uh, Mad about them. I don't. I don't mind cigars. I quite enjoy them. I don't know a huge amount about them, but although I'm very open to learning. In fact, where we were staying uh, with Julian, I mentioned in uh, in Bucken, he was really into his cigars. So we did mm. have a couple there, and that uh, that went down well. But these guys uh, basically saw that some people were really into their cigars, want to get all sorts of stuff to build their collection, and. That can be sort of challenging because you're limited where you can advertise that sort of gear. So they built their own platform. They built 
I don't know if they want me to say this, but what I see is the cigar version of eBay. Mm. Uh, effectively, it's a big website, uh, which is just for cigar community. Um, and you can pretty much, from anywhere in the world, uh, connect and share and buy and say, sell and trade cigars and also talk about them. They've got a forum going on with his information. So if you do want to expand your knowledge, as I probably should, uh, you can connect with shops, collectors, aficionados from everywhere in the world to find, including Cuba. Uh, just as you haven't checked that, but I assume so because it does say everywhere in the world. Uh, just to find the cigar you're looking for uh, at an excellent price. So the the deal is they don't make cigars themselves, which probably I don't have any. Although I'm sure in a future episode, perhaps if they're still helping <laughs> us out, uh, they will. Uh, we will try and kick some cigars around and do an episode. With cigars, are we allowed to do that? Are we allowed to smoke on air? I don't know. Anyway, podcast yes. don't have a lot of. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah. Good. Thanks yeah. for checking that, Andrew. Just got back from the legal team, did you? Yeah, I, I am a lawyer. <laughs> Good. The uh, the benefits, um, pretty cool. They've got a big community on their forum, so you can ask heaps of questions, and, and they'll give you that information. They do reviews on people, it's sort of like in the eBay system where you can sort of find out if someone's a good dealer. Not they're really uh, hot on scams or anything like that. So every uh, every sale is identified, um, and they've got zero zero tolerance for counterfeits or anything along those lines, which they will actually follow up. Uh, they integrated with PayPal for convenience, which is kind of nice mm. as well. Um, so if you're into cigars, definitely check out uh, Puro Trader. They charge us uh, like a standard sort of fee, um, yeah, that sort of fee where uh, every time you do a uh, sale or buy something. And our listeners, what we're getting to is our listeners can save on that fee. So if you join purotrader.com now and use the promo code... PSP1. PSP1. Hold on, gentlemen. Uh, I remembered it well. <laughs> for 20 oh, I had to read it. Twenty-five percent off the Puro Trader fee. That is p u r o trader dot com, and use promo code PSP one. Hold on, you know the, the another benefit for, just for, come for to mind for twenty-five percent off the the Puro Trader fee. It's, it just come to mind too yeah. that being PayPal associated. Mm. It won't come up on your credit card statement as being cigar related. It will probably just have Puro Trader, which could be anything. The win win. That's mm. it. Good. And mm. you could, you, is it like purification water? That's Maybe. Yeah. Trading some, it's some vitamins some I, bought. <laughs> I bought, honey. That's just paying the water bill. <laughs> just paying the water bill. <laughs> Upgrade our water. Anyway, yeah. So whatever you, whatever you need to do, the uh, the cigars are happening at Puro Trader. Jeez. And uh, I think I think we did make mention of doing a, a live uh, podcast at some point, and uh, I think we should try and do it in a beer garden so we can have cigars. Oh, I'm a fan. That's <laughs> killing two birds with one stone, really, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm sure we've got cigar Pretty stories good. to tell. Uh, thanks to Puro Trader for jumping on board. No doubt they'll be around for a little while. And and we will say that if you do go there and use that code, we also they help us out. So that helps the show happen. And we've got some upgrades coming, which I'm sure we'll cover in the next episode. Thanks, guys, for listening. And uh, we'll get on to actions in the next one. Cheers. Later. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au.